Hey folks, if you're being treated for anxiety and depression and you're still struggling, consider joining one of my DBT groups. Skills groups are a supportive, inclusive, cost-effective way to get the skills you need to create the life you want. Go to my website, rebeccashackney.com slash groups for more information. Hi, this is Rebecca Shackney. In this bonus episode, I wanted to go over some of the themes we've been talking about in recent episodes. So my husband and producer David and I sat down to talk about stress and self-care. This is A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice. In these uh, last few episodes, uh, I've noticed that uh, we've talked about people's personal stress and how they deal with it. What is what is the thing that, that we all kind of have in common right now, stress-wise? So right now, um, with this pandemic and everything else that's going on, um, we're all chronically stressed. So when we when your body has a stress reaction, it prepares for fight or flight. So your adrenaline starts pumping, your digestive system slows down, the blood goes into your into your extremities to get yourself ready to run or to fight. And that is supposed to last for a short period of time. But right now, that kind of level of stress is happening on a regular basis. And we're kind of constantly, chronically stressed out. And that takes a huge toll on our bodies, on our health, on our physical well-being, on our mood. Um, It causes everything from anxiety and depression to early death, to be honest with you. It, it, a lot of wear and tear on our, um, on our systems. And so we need to be practicing self-care. It's not some luxury that um, people, you know, do and go to the spa or whatever. It's something that we all need to be doing. It's a necessity. Okay. So that's a, a term that's come up a lot, self-care. What exactly is that? So self-care is something that a person does regularly to take care of themselves. Um, in, so it's just what it sounds like. It is exactly what it sounds like, but it's different for you than it is for me. Uh, the thing that works for me is not necessarily the thing that works for you. So what, what, what are some examples of what self-care would be? So you, when you're practicing self-care, you want to think about something for your emotional, your spiritual, and your physical well-being. And it's stuff that we all know to do, eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep, making sure we're going to the doctor, um, and maybe some things that we that are a little less um, prominent. I mean, you hear a lot about meditating or practicing yoga, taking walks in nature, doing things that make you feel masterful, that make you feel good about yourself. So this is like outside of what your normal routine would be to stop and do something that is just for you. Exactly. And it's really not it, – it, when you say it like that almost, it sounds selfish. I, I guess I don't think you meant it, it to sound selfish, but I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, self-care, I'm being self-indulgent or doing something naughty or I need to hide or apologize. But it's really important – um, especially in this day and age when we're so stressed out. There's so many unknowns. There's so much going on. So many things that 
create more stress in our lives, and it really takes a toll on our minds and bodies. So it's important, it's necessary to practice self-care. And so how do, how do you integrate this into your life? So for me, um, I like to think about kind of ticking three different boxes, the physical health box, the emotional health box, and then the spiritual health box. So for me, I, I exercise regularly. For a long time, we didn't have the ability to go to the gym um, when lockdown first happened. And I could see a really significant difference in my mental health because uh, raising my heart rate is crucial to me fighting off depression and reducing my stress. So exercise is huge for me. I like to raise my heart rate. I take walks. I do practice some yoga and that sort of thing. In terms of emotional health, I see a therapist. All therapists should see a therapist. But really talking through problems is really helpful for me, whether it's with my therapist, with you, with my friends. I also do a lot of writing and journaling and that sort of thing. And those things help me just get everything out. Mm. Um, And then like little things that I do throughout the day. You know, if I've had a stressful session, I will just take a moment and have and do some breathing exercises to just let go of some of that emotional stress. Mm. And then regarding spiritual health, I I practice meditation and I think about gratitude. I try to teach the boys about being grateful. It's hard. And I teach them to meditate. I also, you know, spending time as a family for us, I feel like is a spiritual, emotional thing to do. And so when you advise your your clients about self-care, what are some of the things you recommend? Like, how do you recommend starting a self-care plan? So... When I first thought of doing A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice many years ago, I was going to do one thing a month to try and, and just improve my own overall health and well-being. So I was going to add, I was starting with meditation, and then, I, and then I did exercise and diet. And so the reason I'm telling you that is I think it's important to start slowly you don't want to start the first week and say, I'm going to meditate five times a week and I'm going to exercise every day and eat only raw vegetables and whatever. And that doesn't help. That puts a lot of pressure on you. So I think adding one small thing that you can do to start and then mastering that and really getting used to that, integrating it into your life and then adding something else. And it shouldn't be a chore. I mean, self-care is meant to be pleasurable. It's meant to be something that feels good. So it can be also massage. It can be um, making a date and going out with friends on a regular basis. It can be going to a spa. You know, it can be things that are really, that might feel self-indulgent, getting your nails done, doing something just for you, giving yourself a day off. And so is this a daily thing or a weekly thing or what do you, what is? Well, I definitely think you need to do something every day. You need to give yourself permission to do something every day and really not feel guilty about it. I know that for me, during the beginning of the pandemic, I was starting to take walks 
long walks. And I remember sometimes feeling guilty that I'd left, you know, I kind of left all of the, you know, the children with you. And I know there might've been screaming and fighting. And, and I, there was a little bit of me that felt like felt guilty. And then on the days that I didn't do it, I noticed a difference in my mood and in my stress level. And I was like, nope, I need to do that. Even if, you know, the guilt was not an effective emotion. Um, I didn't need, I needed to let that go because I wasn't any good to anybody if I'm too stressed out. Right. And so that's where it gets hard for me, even where like I got a list of things that I need to get through for the day. I have a limited amount of time to do it. How do you fit this in uh, and still not feel like you've let everything else go? Mm -hmm. So first of all, when you can take a few minutes Center yourself, even if it's just a few minutes of deep breathing and changing your your mind and body from a fight or flight, I've got to get everything done, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out, to a rest and digest, relaxed, more focused state of mind, you're going to be more productive and you're going to be a lot less distracted and you're going to be able to, to maintain that level for the long haul. You know, I also think it's important to take a step back and really ask yourself, is this thing that feels really um, necessary to do today, this work thing, really necessary? Um, And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. But I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves. It has to get done. It's ah. And we really need to take a step back and reevaluate and be gentle with ourselves because that kind of very intense, I must get it done mindset, that working ourselves um, to the bone mindset that a lot of people in our society have is not effective. And I think that just on a deeper level, that feeling of if I'm not working, I'm not and being productive, I am not doing what I need to be doing, or I'm, I'm being bad or Self-care is necessary to do what you need to do to be productive. So if you want to be a good dad, if you want to be a good employee or business owner or friend or family member or um, whatever, then you need to be taking care of yourself. And that energy that you put out into the universe is absorbed by other people. And it's not just, I'm not just talking about the energy, you know, it changes the energy in your house. When you feel good and you feel like you're being taken care of, then your kids can feel more relaxed and your partner can feel more relaxed. And that all begets happiness. When you're stressed out and then your partner's stressed out, your kids get stressed out, it just makes everything worse. So it's really not, I I encourage people not to judge themselves for um, wanting to get a massage or doing some sort of self-care. It's it's necessary. When we're talking about self-care, couldn't it be anything? Can it be like eating a cheesecake? So... I mean, it can, you can definitely do something for pleasure, like eating a cheesecake. Um, but doing, you know, cheesecake eating on a regular basis is not going to have the type of 
overall positive effect. So of course you can treat yourself every once in a while and not feel guilty about it. I mean, I really encourage you if you do have the cheesecake to be gentle with yourself and and compassionate and say, you know, I deserve that and I enjoyed it. And it's fun to do that every once in a while. But I don't know about you, when I eat a cheesecake every single day, it A, loses its um, ability to feel good. And I start to feel kind of gross. And really paying attention after all of these years to what, what we eat, I have come to notice that when I eat well, I feel well. For instance, when we go on vacation and we eat whatever we want, I come home feeling like, oh my gosh, I just need a salad. In other words, yes, eat the cheesecake have have that every once in a while, indulge, enjoy, but also eat the healthy stuff too, because you will notice a difference in your well-being. Self-care is not something that you hold your nose and do and kind of white knuckle your way through and not really enjoy. So if you hate the gym, don't go to the gym. Find another way to exercise, whether it's nature walks or playing tennis or karate class. And if you really hate drinking wheatgrass juice, I, I used to drink that, but it made me sick to my stomach. Um, and I don't think it was helpful. I think that the the stress on my body from feeling nauseated uh, made it negated any nutritional value. So if if it's if you hate something, don't do it. Self care needs to be something you enjoy. So the caveat to that is that the action often comes before the feeling. So. Maybe you've gotten out of the habit of exercising or meditating or whatever, but you used to enjoy it. You might have to start doing it again before you really feel good about doing it, before you get the benefit of it. So you're not going to wake up one morning and say, today's the day. You have to kind of push yourself to do it. So, so how does one go about setting up a, a self-care regimen? So I think it's important to start slowly. And um, just add things in bit by bit. So you don't want to have, you know, I'm going to meditate every day and exercise and have kale smoothies for breakfast and lunch. You want to start slowly. So start by three minutes of deep breathing or taking a 20-minute walk or adding a serving of vegetables to your meal. So, you know, that kind of thing. Or thinking about what you enjoy doing and do it you know, give yourself a break. And the big part of all of this is having compassion for yourself and not judging yourself. So if you have a self-care plan and you've been meditating every day and all of a sudden you don't meditate, that's okay. You're not a failure, you know, and that's really, it's really important to take it as it is and figure out what you really do enjoy doing. This is about making yourself feel good. And why is that important? Because this is not, it's not a luxury. Self-care is not a luxury these days. It's a necessity. We need it. And if you can eat, if, if it helps you to think about it this way, it's not just for you. It's for your partner. It's for your kids. It's for your community. If you take care of you, you can be your best self and put good energy, happy energy, healthy energy into the world. And when you're angry and stressed and anxious, you're not nearly as effective. And it's a lot more stressful for your household. So what I'd like to do is challenge everyone to do something this week. 
You know, whether it's starting a meditation regimen or signing up for that yoga class or that painting class or calling that friend and having a virtual coffee, doing whatever it is that will make you feel good and that will take some of the burden off of you. And let me know how it goes. Send me a message on my A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice Facebook page. I'll put the link in my show notes. Thanks so much for joining me today for A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice. Remember, the information shared here today is not a replacement for treatment with a licensed professional. If you've connected with what you've heard here and want to work with me, go to my website, rebeccashackney.com, and send me a message through my contact page. And please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Oh,